0: Hi and welcome to the We Needed Roads podcast and David your jokes are about as funny as a screen door on a battleship is what Griff Tannen says to Marty in Cafe 80s in Back to the Future Part 2 to which Marty replies I'm not I'm not going to ask you because I know I know you're not going to know it screen door on a screen door on a submarine you dork now David well was with your I can't humor- even
1: remember that scene what scene
0: is that? It's when um his son comes in. He he has to replace his son, doesn't he? And his son's hiding behind a thing. And then Marty jumps in and he's like, "Hey, you know, and he stands up to Griff." Okay. He, yeah, yeah. I think you need to watch back to the Future 2 again, man, cuz you're you're missing a lot of records. To references. be fair, it's been it's
1: been ages since I've watched the second and third one. Yeah. The first um, one's like on repeat every every other e- everywhere. year <laughs> <But>, everywhere. <yeah.
0: laughs> but the second and I can't remember the last one. Well, David, just, just wow well me with your edgy humour, but will your joke be as good as some of Adam Driver's internet?
1: Okay, Neil. Why aren't koalas actual bears? <sighs> uh, no. They don't meet the qualifications. The qualifications. Uh, I know I didn't have one prepared. That was literally a last-minute Google. I know, I literally I heard- I'm sorry I- to
0: everyone. I literally heard the keyboard. Hit, you hit enter, then as a the page came up. <laughs> it
1: was literally like a quick scroll. Fuck! I need to find a joke.
0: <laughs> but David, so so now, may we may may we start? Oh yeah, go on then. Are we going right. to start with that? No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to actually run down what's in this week's episode, because uh, after the, the whole falling apart of that intro, whatever that was there, that <laughs> we've just done... Uh, 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 that was probably uh, the the least in, inspired intro that, we've done. That was, that was pretty pants, I'm not going to lie. But we're going to keep it in, because we're professionals. And also, we don't have time. Uh, so, in this week's episode, we're going to fully delve into spoiler territory with our Shang-Chi review that me and David both saw together in an actual cinema at the same time. Oh, last workouting! Night. Workouting! I mean... Yeah, I guess it is. It was the first we needed roads uh cinema outing, so that was cool. Um also, David loses, I'm pretty sure you I I I'm I'm not predilating, I think that's a word. I'm not guessing but I'm I'm we're going to be talking the Amazon's Wheel of Time trailer and I know how excited you were for this before the trailers come out. So I'm assuming you're going to be quite excited about that, which we'll get on to. And uh I re- I'm going to review the aforementioned Annette, which I still can't decide whether it, well, Is it Can a film, when you watch it, be genius or terrible the first time you watch it and you just can't tell so you have to go and watch it again? And that was my first uh, thoughts on viewing Annette. So a whole bunch of things to get into today but first up it's Amazon's Wheel of Time trailer. So Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series makes George R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones series look like a 20 page Penguin kids book. He wrote it over 20 years and it took him so long to finish that he actually died before finishing it. But he did leave enough notes for Brandon Sanderson to finish his saga with three additional books. Now, for me, I was enraptured with the first three books in the series and then I quickly lost interest in books four, five and six. Um, I felt that Jordan kind of abandoned his main characters to concentrate on newer characters and I didn't really care as much about the newer characters he brought in. And for me, more so than that, he fell into the classic fantasy author, Trap and trope of creating this amazingly detailed, stunning world, but then he got so bogged down in this oh, awesome world I created, but so many chapters and parts of the book were just spent on describing everything, how everything looked, how everything smelled, how everything tasted, and for me, around I think it must have been around book five or six, the plot just grounds to a halt. I wanted to know more. I wanted the main characters to like move forward, and we just got sidetracked with a bunch of stuff I just didn't care about. Now, David, I know you are loving the books at a minute, but what book are you on? I'm at surprised. Moment? I'm surprised you didn't like Book Four. I book can't four remember. Was, book Four was the one of the better
1: ones. It's the best one actually I've read at the moment. So of Shadow what, Rising. So what book I'm are you on? Up big, to? I'm on Book Five at the moment, which is also pretty decent. Uh, I think like it's common knowledge that like I think it's Book Eight. Right. where I think it's the Path of Daggers, where everyone's kind of just like, oh, what's happening here? Or it might be Crossroads of twilight. actually. I'm not, I can't remember. It's one of those. It's, it's around that 8.10 mark where it becomes really difficult to read and you've got wow. to so, power through it. So in a, in a good way, I checked out at the right time then, early. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, you checked out even earlier than perhaps most people would have struggled through it.
0: Oh well, but, that's good then. Um,
1: because that's where I think that's where he does become obsessed with world building and very meticulous with oh all God. his small details. Like, so you have
0: got that to look forward to then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But well, he's already like it, isn't he? He's, he's, he writes very nice
0: prose, though, which is quite, which
1: is good. But anyway, um, the trailer dropped.
0: So David, did you or did you not splude yourself over this trailer?
1: I did. No, I, I splooged myself. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> Um <laughs> the, uh, I, okay, so i I'm not as excited, I guess going into it. it has lowered expectations but which is bad, but um there are a few things in it that are quite exciting, and there are a few things which I think Rafe Judkins is sort of it's just his what he's decided to go with. Um, which is perfectly fine. It's something I'm going to have to accept. But who I'd is Rafe? Who is Rafe it Jenkins? Was, oh, he's the showrunner. Sorry, the showrunner um, had to sort of roll with the. Um, so one massive thing that I disliked about it was generally how bright everything is. <laughs> you know, it's everything is so like saturated, very. It's almost like too fantastically well lit. Anyway, and that sort of takes me out of the realism aspect of it because I want to feel, you know, I want to feel people's breath. I want to see it in the. Um, you want the dirt on the lens. I want to. I want. Yeah, you know, like if you, like if you compare it to the obvious, which is Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, you feel really immersed in that world that that's created. And obviously, this is just a trailer, so you don't know if that's going to still have the same impact later on. But this felt very almost Doctor Who in how it was presented to us. Everything was very. Everything was very bright, everything was very lit, and I and even and that's been the case running throughout, so that's been the case with all of the consort of concept art that we've come off and like shots from the um uh photographs from stuff that we've seen. It's, it's it's been the same, so it doesn't come as a surprise. But um that was something that I I was a bit like, Oh, why is it so why is this tavern so well lit? There's like
0: three windows,
1: you <laughs> know. <laughs> How is this tavern so you know, stuff like that?
0: So basically, at at the moment, your biggest problem with it is it's too bright and looks too nice.
1: No, no, that's
0: one of the problems. That's one of the problems. There was a couple other problems that I was just... Before you get to that, can you explain to our listeners who may not know what the Wheel of Time is, in broadest strokes as possible, what is the Wheel of Time? Uh, The Wheel of Time is a Chosen One
1: storyline. Randall 4? Yeah, so the Chosen One, Randall 4, The Dragon Reborn, The Dragon's... The Dragon Reborn foretells um, the Dark One rising out of shadna No, not shadna From his prison in ghoul is it? I've forgotten. You I tell me, Shia-Ghul. man. I, it's been a while I'm since I've read them. A, Yeah, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. But, um, but essentially, essentially, it's your, your standard hero fantasy it's just, journey it's just, story. It's your, yeah, it is your very much chosen one fantasy epic. Okay. So, but, um, with lots of other, but with lots of other stuff going on.
0: Now, do you think maybe, I mean, this, my biggest surprise with this show was that it's coming out the same time Amazon, the same channel, are making Lord of the Rings. It seems a bit crazy. Yeah, they making... borrowed
1: each other's cast. No, not cast. They borrowed each other's crew, like the same crew have worked on both and stuff like everything. Have they? Because I the, thought the, Wheel of Time
0: yeah. was filming mainly in Romania, whereas the first yeah, series
1: they've, of... They've bo- they, yeah, they've still they've, bought, they've, they've used each other's uh, production crews quite a lot.
0: Okay, cool. I didn't know that's that's a that's an interesting fact there. But um, I think they've shared directors as well. Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, uh, as, as much as you can. But then again, isn't that just going to make everything a bit samey?
1: No, not no. I think I think Lord of the Rings will go a little bit darker
0: with the story that they're telling. Do you think so? I think Lord of the Rings. Yeah, is probably, yeah, yeah. I think Lord of <laughs> the Rings is going to, if anything, be more PG rated. Because I think everyone wants stuff to be dark and that because of Game of Thrones. No, I think I think I've read somewhere that they've they've had like
1: nudity, um, (gasps) people on set and stuff. But that could be there for Hobbit, well Hobbit sex, elven maybe I don't know. But there's um, elf
0: Orges. Okay. So
1: yeah, I think I think it's going to be more adult than you than you think. Uh, Um, Anyway, so my let's talk about the yeah.
0: So yeah, it's not a great trailer, man. I mean. One my biggest, of my, my biggest issues with it was it didn't give you any sense of the overall arching plot of the show. It just gives you generic fantasy staples, you know. Yeah, you, you have to you have to be very familiar with what's going on. If you're watching
1: that, you're just like, okay, this woman turns up. There's loads of weaving magic. There's what's going on. They're running from something. Why are they running? You haven't got a fucking clue what's it, going it on. Almost have, like, it
0: almost felt like... I think there's like an a,
1: introduction to fans that have no idea what the Wheel of Time is. It's a very poor trailer. If you yeah. understand what you're looking at, then yeah, fine, it's great. You
0: can understand this is this scene, this is what's happening here. Okay, I, mean, I get it. I've, I've, read, I've read, what, six of the books? And I had to go to on the web and do a breakdown of, oh, is that supposed to be that character? Oh, is that supposed to be that character? Because I didn't have a clue who anyone was on it. it. The trailer almost looks like it's been edited and it's like, you need to, you know, fantasy trailer editor 101, spinning shot on a mountain, spinning shot of a city. A fountain. <laughs> I mean, the only the first bit that I actually liked yeah. in it. Was, there were a um, lot
1: of fantasy tropes, though, yeah. with this. Sh- like, I mean, there's going to be this k- the case throughout. It's a, it, it is like the fantasy epic. You're going to have the fantasy tropes in there. That's yeah, like yeah. a given.
0: But I mean, I th- the first bit that I kind of got my attention for. Oh, okay, it was the bit where they say the wheel keeps on turning, and then you saw, see, saw the shots of time passing, and then you saw these people, and then you saw like the, like, the coffins straight afterwards, and as that. Shot. Yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. the first bit. I thought, oh, that was nice. Um and of course, I mean, we say about the cast in it, like bar Gandalf Pike, there's not really anyone else um I've heard of in the cast. Yeah, yeah, she's very much a Sean Bean. Game of Thrones, you know,
1: higher the let's cast one actor that everyone knows. Wait, are you telling me she's gonna get murdered in season one then? Well now, I wouldn't no spoilers. But um but she yeah, but she's very much that, you know, star casting. Bring people the, um... So let me get what I think was bad of the trade. Yeah, like I said, the lighting and everything, just the overall feel, everything felt too light, but that might be something that I've got to get used to. Uh, and there was a couple of shots of random sort of... I don't know what was going on. I'm assuming it's a battle. I think it was Logain, ex- either escaping, which doesn't happen in the books, or being caught, which, again, they don't show in the books. Um, but the... Uh, that whole fight sequence and someone like jumping at Loghain from like in a cave—it looks. It, ev- everything about that looked ridiculous. It <laughs> looked like very unrealistic, very you know, def- like gravity-defying. Whereas that sort of shit, you know, there's there's not like fucking Superman in this. I, I'm not, is. but you know, like, it's not. It's not that sort of, you know, Marvel-esque sort of. Let's jump. 30 feet to the other side of the room, um, you know, humans can't do that. The, and th- that sort of happened in the trailer and I was a bit like, ah, oh, that 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 sort of side of it looks bad. But the rest of it, I mean, there were some beautiful shots in it. When Egwin emerges from the water and she's covered in all the colour, I mean, that's fucking outstanding foreshadowing if you know what you're looking at. Okay. Um, the shots of the fucking... Um, I'm going to butcher this name... Uh, Madral, Mid- <laughs> Madral, the fade, the halfless, like the, the eyeless man, you know. Oh, the, that um, that thing with teeth, the the big scary creature. Yeah, yeah the Madral yeah, yeah. uh, looked
0: the, the madras
1: awesome. Uh, it, I mean, that was like
0: picture yeah, it did perfect. Get, it, the trailer did get a little bit darker as it went on, didn't it? And not, not like in like you know actual brightness. It uh, like you know there was dark battle scenes, and it got a bit, I like, oh, there's, and like you say, that yeah. thing with the well, teeth. Well, there are like,
1: elements of the show that can be thrown, like, it could be a real horror, like, if they,
0: if, they, if they decide to go down that way, and they could create a really horrific... And coming back to what you actually said, where um, you thought Lord of the Rings might be a bit more adult in a thing, I, I yeah. think this would be the show that they could push that more, because it's... Well, uh, with that's books, another thing that I was, um, that I was kind of happy
1: to see in the trailer, which was, it looked like Rand and Egwin... Egwene. Egwene oh there's, there's like fucking fantasy <laughs> names. Anyway, uh, they looked <laughs> like they were having uh, adult, yeah, adult relationships, um, which was you know, which is not something that's produced in the books, you know. So they or, or a phrase I don't think,
0: I've, or a phrase I don't think I've ever used in real so, life.
1: <laughs> so they've aged the characters from being that sort of you know, but Game of um, Thrones did that as well. Late sort of late teens to yeah, yeah, to uh, like the twenties, sort of you know so they're very much adults having adult relationships having sexy time um which is great it's lovely to see another thing i was really pleased with was uh, Loghain. uh looks like he's going to be a much bigger part of the story than he was in the books i mean i'm pretty sure the first book Loghain, is in camlin and then he's and then he's not that's like he's he's seen there <laughs> well, in, captured and then he's not and then yeah but in this he looks he he, he was in the trailer more he was in the trailer more than Rand was. Well, Rand's yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. You know.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. So this is uh, this is one of my big issues with it. Right. Yeah. As as the books go on, it becomes more of the uh, Asedi story and all about the you know the. I always get mixed up here because it's very similar again in the, to uh, Dune with its space witches and you know these are you know you know you know. Dude.
1: Been guess guessed it, or
0: however. Yeah, exactly. Pronounced. That's yeah. It. Very well done. You got that right. So you can pronounce sci-fi, but clearly, but not fantasy. No. Uh, but no, I think. And um, the, one of the big sort of things of the book is that you have got the power and whatever it's called in the books, and women can generally control it quite power, well. Yeah. The one power, yeah. but men can't. Men, if if a man is able to wield it, he'll go crazy and mental and murder yes, everyone. Yes, because 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 the one pa- the male
1: half of the one power has been tainted by the dark one. So the longer that the sort of. Um, exposed to it,
0: the the more and more his influence seeps in, yeah. in you. And this, we and obviously as in the very first book, you know, Rand. And again, we uh, this is a big one with trailer. We don't know anyone's names. Well, um, it was last week on the other podcast when we was complaining about the Eternals trailer, and we don't know who any of these people are. It's just giving yeah. you a sense of what might happen in it, and actually not telling you about who any of the characters are. And again, Wheel of yeah. Time's done that. And again, yeah, like you say, I think there was like maybe I think without. Off the top of my head, there was one shot of Rand, Matt, and I forget the other guy's name, but like the three main guys um, in yeah. the, from the book. There's one shot of them in a the tavern, and I do not remember seeing them um, again since that. It was very much focused on the women's uh, characters in the thing, which is completely fine because, like I say, as the series progresses, much more focus is given to the female characters and their side of the story. And I think for looking at the trailer, it looks like they're going, do you know what, we're just going to start with that straight away. Uh, you know, I've got a very yeah. kind of... Not in in Pe- um,
1: Perrin. It's Perrin. Perrin, that's the it. The other character, yeah.
0: But, I mean, I did get a very... You know, I did get that kind of feeling that if it's not handled well, you're going to get a very, like, men are bad, women good bit, you know, from this, from this show. Um, yes. And yeah. they need to get the right. I mean, well, that is right. kind, of, that well, is kind yeah. of how it is. But it needs to be a lot more um, nuanced in the way they go about it. And like I say, the book's... Were, were were good because I, I wonder I always wonder where, when I started reading them and like you say like as the books when you get to like four five and six and uh again I'm not it's quite a while since I've read them but and this the focus just shifted so much more to Egwene and Moran at that point and I was like oh okay and I wonder whether uh, uh Jordan thought when he was writing it okay well I, I want to get to this story but no one's going to read a female fantasy story and you know this was what 20 years ago when he first wrote this 30 years ago sorry now maybe if not more so I wonder yeah, if that it was always idea. Yeah. So if that, I wonder if that was always his idea. But he started with the traditional thing and then got people hooked and then moved it to what he wanted it to be. Um, so I haven't read ahead further, and I'll, you, you can just tell me because I'm not going to go back to them because I don't have enough time in my life to read the rest of the uh, what 15 books or whatever it is. But um, one other thing I noticed was the spinning logo and the music are very, very, very Game of Thrones, weren't they? I mean, I know it's a wheel of time and it's going to be spinning, but still. Um. Yeah, that transition from the lightning bolt into the logo was pretty was pretty sick.
1: The <laughs> um, I think the, the, the there was a lot. Of, M- Moraine um, as a character, uh, Rosemond Pike, her portrayal. I don't yeah. know. It's not. It's not what I saw him. What my you head. imagined? Okay. She's yeah. She's quite. She's almost too serious and a little bit too. I don't know. There's I, there's, I don't know. There's something there. I don't well, know what it is. We'll find so out. We'll keep, where is, we'll, keep, we'll keep.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're blatantly going to watch it. It's uh, November. It's coming on Amazon, right? I do think that
1: uh, if there's anything that comes out of it, Barney Harris as Who? Matt, but uh, the actor that's going to be playing Matt. Um, All right, Matt's Matt's the fan favorite of the book. Like, is he down. like Samwise Gamgee? Uh, he's he, well, he's Samwise in the fact that Samwise everyone prefers Sam to Frodo. Yeah, but. He's not Sam. He's more like. Um, try and think who he's more like. He's more charismatic. He's more jokey. He's more. He's, there's there's more about him, but he's, okay. he's his portrayal is Matt. I think him if if any actor from this show is career is going to propel forward just based off just based of what we've seen already.
0: Well, we've seen a hell of a lot his. already, man. <laughs> I know,
1: yeah, but it it'll be him. Did he even have a line in the trailer? I don't think anyone really did, aside no. from moraine and i think it was tam
0: okay right so um there's a lot of names you're saying to me that i don't remember so it shows you how this book hasn't really left that much of an imprint on me but i think if you lower expectations uh then potentially you can have a a good good enough show to enjoy i mean i think one thing that the showrunners have got going for them is the books are good The, the book started great then went a bit average, then went pretty bad, then got good, and then finished strong again. So they can cut the shit out of it, which is fine. So in a way, you might get a better overall story with uh, multiple seasons of this show on TV, as opposed to you know cramming your way through the books. So there's potential to make it even more well-known and better um, if it's done well. But my worry, like I say, is that trailer was very generic and I just didn't really sell me on a lot. Uh, so I would say at the minute, my anticipation level for this is very mild. Like, you know, I'm totally going to watch it, but genuinely, mate, I'm more excited for the second series of The Witcher. But we're not talking about The Witcher. So anticipation level there. Out of 10, how excited are you for this now? Uh, I've gone from a 10 to a 9. <sighs> I'm still excited. Drop. Okay, still very no, no, excited. No, I'm still excited.
1: Yeah, 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 of course.
0: OK, right. So I think that um, rounds up our wheel of time. And as they say, the wheel of time keeps turning, as does this podcast. What to watch. In the what we've been watching section while I was away uh, this past week, uh, I found a nice little indie cinema near me and I actually got to see Leo Carax. Carax? Cara? Care? I'm not sure. He's French. Anyway, his new film, Annette, on the big screen. Now, let me preface this by saying... I have never seen any of his films before. I'm not really a fan of musicals. And uh, the music is done by the band Sparks, who, like most people, I only know that one song they did in the 70s. Uh, This town is not big enough for the both of us. Uh, But you know what? I was at a loose end and I'd seen all the big films out. So I was like, I'm going to go and see Annette. So what is Annette, David? David, don't say something to catch butterflies in. That is a better joke than the one you would have had at the front of the show. Yeah. So, it stars Adam Driver as Henry McHenry, an angry, dark comedian who falls in love with angelic opera singer Anne, played by Marion Cotillard. And as their relationship progresses, they have a daughter called Annette, and that's about as much of the plot as I'm going to give you right now. Um, I've since watched this film again, because after my first viewing, I really couldn't decide if what I'd watched was genius or terrible. But you know what? The film and the songs have stayed in my head for the past week, and after a second viewing, I'm happy to report... I think this is genius, David. I think this is going to be on my top ten films of the year list and possibly in the top five. Okay, so, so you've, um,
1: you've, you've leaned towards genius then. I've leaned towards genius, Complete yeah. insanity.
0: Well, I mean, because if a film's shit right, you, you don't think about it twice. If there's something about a film that just get you, touches you and you're like, why, why, am I, why, why am, can I not shift this film? Why can't I shift that? I mean, it probably is the music. Um, I mean, I definitely got to check out Edgar, Spar- um, Edgar Wright's Sparks documentary now, again, having known nothing about the band, but those songs just get stuck in your head, man. I just can't. And again, that opening sequence, I actually emailed you the opening song uh, today. Um, so may we start? Which you sent me.
1: Yeah. Just randomly. You were like, hey, watch this. You need to watch this at the beginning of the show, just so we talk about it on the podcast. Beginning and of the film. watched it. I' not watched it without any without context. any context towards anything whatsoever, and it's just well, a guy going
0: so just may we singing,
1: start. so may we start and then it, and then that's basically the entire song and then and then it ends, and you want and I think and you want me to get excited about it some <laughs> for some reason
0: they, dude, that opening song may we start right, okay, so the reason that opening song, so may we start is so good One, it's catchy, you said annoying, but catchy is the same thing, right there's so many if, i mean to be fair, it was sort of in my
1: head a little bit afterwards, but not for a good, not not in a good way. Yeah, give it a week, give it a couple of more days. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it wasn't even performed that well. Is it? Is this a musical like a, like like you'd see like a proper mu- like you know like like you watch? Are they um, professional like singers? Miz for in- yeah, like, no. Yeah, like, no, no, they no, are not. Yeah, professional they, singers. you don't have to be a professional singer. You know, Hugh Jackman wasn't a professional singer. I still enjoy I mean, listening I mean, to
0: him. I mean, he is, though, isn't he? He, he? he does arena tours, so yes, he is I, a professional. All oh, oh, right,
1: oh, okay, hang <laughs> on. Let me think of somebody else. Um, was Anne Hathaway beforehand? I don't know. There's, why am I on lame is <laughs> as the one musical? But you know what I'm saying?
0: Russell Crowe, the, definitely not. The Yeah, there you
1: go. Russell Crowe wasn't that great, but no, still, I think even, even him listening to that, him was, seemed a bit better than what I was hearing from... From them guys. Okay, so let me let me right. And if you're having a musical, why wouldn't you get people that can sing? Can they he's... sing? Do they? Does the singing get better?
0: Well, there's a as the song as the film goes on, there's many different styles of music in it. So like Marion Cotillard does an opera number later on, being an opera singer. So I mean, I thought her performance was perfectly fine. I'm again, I'm not a musical fan, but I wouldn't have said, oh yeah, a professional opera singer would have been better than her. Uh, but because I obviously I wasn't judging it on that scale. Um, but So, getting back to the film, Driver spends most of his time on stage just ranting and and shouting at people and doing off-colour jokes in his pants in a bathrobe. It's kind of like he's like a cross between a heavyweight boxer and a dark side Bo Burnham. Why is he
1: he on stage?
0: Because he's a stand-up comedian. Right, okay. So he's okay. a stand-up comedian and he's got like... And he's, whole... just, he's just on stage in his underwear shouting at people. And that's, yeah, his, that's he, sort of his that's bit. That's his thing. He, he's angry. Right. He's controversial. And okay. like, he'll come on stage and say like off-colour stuff and everyone will be like, ooh, he shouldn't have said that. But what's funny is when he's doing his routines, the crowd sing back at him. Like, you know, it's not like one of these musicals where there's a song and then a story and people talk normally. Every, almost every line in the film is in song. So when the, when like later in the film when he has an argument with the crowd and um, the crowd turn on him because he says a really off color joke yeah. and they're like get off get off get on the stage and he's like fuck you fuck you get the fuck out of here and it's like and the anger and just sheer violence from his performance man he's I mean he's really good in it I mean um, okay. I mean I'm a fan of Adam Driver but. I think the, you need uh, to watch the whole film,
1: mate. I definitely think you need to watch it and take out... It's just... just yeah, no, just that first song. I don't know why... You sent it to me wanting me to really like it and be like, oh, my God, David, like that's an amazing musical. And it was just a bunch of guys, all of which were singing a different pitch to each other.
0: Oh, OK, in, OK. That first song. Fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Look, the thing is... OK, yeah, th- that opening song, right? It, it, if Once you've seen the film, it resonates even more because... They're essentially yeah, describing, the yeah, yeah. They're essentially <laughs> describing what happens in the film, right? They go, you know, and it breaks off off all. Full. They're addressing the audience, right? So, right when that song starts, you see the guy sitting there, and he says, "So maybe we start the first guy." That's the director. Yeah. That's the yeah. director uh, himself. Mentioned- yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And then once the song starts, you can then see the Sparks Brothers who wrote the music. They're the two old, older guys there, one singing, one on the keyboards. And they're the ones who get up and start walking out. Then Driver and Cotillard walk down. I love how the title pops on the screen with their name as they're walking through. And it's just, mate, it's, it's that tracking shot is awesome that's like golden era scorsese would we'll be proud of that as they leave the studio full of everyone and it, i know it's only like three four minutes so it's not like a, a epic time one but it's just brilliant and then like when simon helberg joins in as he's walking down the street and even in that performance there you see you know um and the uh, opera singer played by um cotillard you see her like being smiling at people and being warm and you see driver looking pissed off and not interacting with anyone and like having a monk on and that's essentially their characters and that's why, um, and he just plays well, an sure, absolute I'm dick. sure
1: if I watched the film, I'd actually probably
0: really enjoy it. Because you know me, I like of ah, musical. But, but it's, no, see, it's not a standard musical, man. I think that's probably why well, I it Well, you see, I, I
1: you know, I like, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not
0: afraid to be quirky,
1: Neil. It's, yeah. I'm not afraid to, you know, to go against the mould, to see what's out there, to experience something new. I, I, so I let's feel, see how it is. <laughs> I just feel like when you showed me... That one song completely yeah. out of context. Well you say out no know I fucking dear.
0: You say out then, of context. How is it out of context? Because it is the opening of the film. So that's I feel literally... like I need to watch the rest of the film after that though. You can't just yes, give me one exactly. song and be like, look at this one
1: song, it's amazing. It wasn't, it was fucking annoying. <laughs> but maybe after I'd seen the rest of the film, I'd be like, you know what, that first song, fucking on point. That
0: was so let's all, see. that was the only thing that was put online though, man. So um but, yeah, I mean... The, yeah, the when Linux... I need,
1: we need to have a bloody cinema that's showing it locally near us. Oh, don't get
0: me started, man. I, I don't ash- want to have to go want... to bloody Nottingham Ashford. To ash- Well, Ashford are showing it, actually. Um, Picture House in Ashford oh, okay. are showing it nearby. I, I, I really want to see this in a cinema again, though, man, because it's just the sound and, like, not knowing what the hell I was watching the first time and not deciding. Now I, I want to see it again because almost I want to see people's reactions to it. You know, that's why... You said last night when we went to see Shang-Chi, was like, why are we sat right at the back to the right like it's like the furthest point, so you can see. I mean, obviously, in COVID times, you don't get. I don't. You don't want to be in a big cinema full of people as much. At least I don't. Mm. I want to be in a cinema that's fairly empty. So that's why I pick the timings. But sorry, standard. You know, cinema going. If that was a full packed house to watch Annette, I'd love to see the reaction on people's faces when they're going. What the fuck is going on here? Um, they're probably like, I paid money to watch this. Oh, dude, there would totally be people <laughs> getting up and walking out. I would guarantee there'd be walkouts in out. So just going back to a little bit about the film. Um, so like as I said, Driver kind of he's like the bad boy, and everyone's like, oh, what's he doing with her? She's so nice, and, you know. She, when they have their initial conversation at the start of the, um, of the film after that song that you hate, <laughs> she, he says to her, she says to him, oh, uh, how did your show go? She goes, I killed my, I killed them, referring to his audience. And then right. then, then um, she says, oh, what about you? And she goes, oh, I saved them. He goes, yeah, because you die on stage every night. <laughs> And so it's, it's a very, um, honestly, when you've seen the film, that opening song just almost illustrates all how right, the film okay. progressed. No, no, no. That's what makes it clever. Because, like, you know, once, right. one of the lyrics goes, if you want us to kill, well, maybe we do. And, you know, there's, like, it is, there's like murder and there's heartbreak and there's all this other stuff. Um, and then, like, the relationship's not going well, but then they have a child. And the child has, this is from the official synopsis, it says... With the birth of their first child, a mysterious little girl with an exceptional destiny, their lives are turned upside down. And yeah, when when you see the, like when the, the giving birth scene, there you've got like the doctors and nurses singing, push, push, push. You know, it's it's crazy, man. It's like absolutely insane. Um, gotta give a special shout out to simon helberg howard from the big bang fury now he's definitely throwing off the reins of that show and uh he's carving out a nice niche for himself as supporting characters in our uh, musicals because um remember he was in florence foster jenkins with uh, meryl streep and now this he's got a great little number called the accompanist because he is their accompanist so he's got this song about how yeah he's technically brilliant but no one comes to see him later on as i said driver gives just this furious spitting venom performance with the song you used to laugh and this is where, by the time his edgy act's kind of fallen flat and he's been heckled off stage. And he just swears and swears at the audience in a rant. And that scene is, you know, that was that's the clip I'd use if he was going to win an Oscar for performance. Uh, uh, okay. Do you know what? Now I think this film is genius, man. Like It's completely batshit crazy. And I'm not really even sure who the target audience is for this because in no way is it a traditional musical. I think, like you say, I think if you go in expecting um, a traditional musical with people who are professional singers and you know a more traditional take on it you're going to be what like, well these people can't sing which is was your first reaction to that first song um but do you know what man it's it's a dark somber bittersweet tale of love and regret and haunting and uh driver and courtyard are brilliant it's not going to be for everyone but i think the fact that i've watched the film twice and i'm still trying to mentally unpack everything that was going on as well as having those genius songs stuck in my head um i just this is going to be in my top 10 of the year list easy man um so what uh, is the overall consensus in it, like over the, for the reviews? Uh it's yeah. pretty, pretty mixed again. I mean, um it's definitely a my film. I think you either love it or hate it. I don't think there's gonna be like a eh, reaction. I right, mean that okay. that'll probably be you to be fair <laughs> <laughs> just to be different. But um yeah, people generally like I can't this is uh, people. people people <laughs> like this. Fair enough, is, yeah. Uh, I just because it's it's a, it's it's um it's so different, man. I mean, I'm not a musical fan at all, and I was just like, I can't get the songs out of my head. I can't keep thinking about how just awesome the performances were in it. And it's just bizarre, man. There's just so many little things in it that the more you kind of get into the film, you like go, oh, wait, that bit they was doing this. Uh, it's definitely a film that like warrants lots of repeated views. Um, so Annette came out September 3rd in UK cinemas and a 24 August on Prime in the States. Um, but we still don't know when it's actually coming out. On uh, Prime over here So um, I'm I actually When you you saying about uh, Not being shown locally I actually tweeted My local world cine To ask if they'd be showing it And instead no uh, But they did have room to show Rise of the Foot Soldier Part 5 Origins Or whatever stupid Low budget hooligan bollocks flick um, They was going to show instead I did so I, I just put I, did, I think I put on the thing Are we going to get The uh, five star reviewed Potential Oscar nominated Adam Driver musical in it Or are we going to get Low budget hooligan bollocks Actually, there was um, one of our uh, friends on uh, Twitter, uh, film reviewer guy Jordan King. He was he works in the cinema up in Wales, and he literally had someone walk in and swear at him because they were showing uh, Rise of the, They weren't showing Rise of the Foot Soldier Five in a thing. So, don't be a cunt to people who work in cinemas. Basically, be passive aggressive online instead. Yeah, exactly. Tweet, <laughs> do clever tweets to Cineworld world that they'll just blatantly ignore when they bought you back. Uh, yeah, so um, David. You will definitely have to watch this whenever it is available online. Uh, on streaming, sorry. So, uh, moving on to a film we only just saw last night, which is the next big entry in the MCU. Friends, Romans, TV watchers, spoilers ahead. So, um, Shang-Chi, which is kind of Marvel's first big Asian adventure superhero film, Um and yeah I, I really enjoyed it um, I don't think it's top top tier Marvel like I've seen some reviews but for me well I'll tell you what my rating out of 10 is at the end but first of all David what did you think
1: yeah I also enjoyed it um, I think it had to, I think the fact that it was an origin story this far into phase four was probably my biggest gripe just which isn't it's the film's fault. I think if yeah, the film came it's out a new character sort of, yeah but if the film came out in sort of phase two you'd you know when there's also other origin stories happening, but I think if you have that coming out in between, kind of like the uh, the Spider-Man film, which has got all the hype because of the whole multiverse aspect of where they're heading, it didn't it didn't progress the Marvel story at all. I think film. it did. I think it did. No, 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 a no, no, no not, not even a little bit. If yeah, you could you could watch no you could watch the next film, yeah. the next Marvel film with Shang Chi in it, mm-hmm. and still fully understand it. You don't have to watch this film. Well, like Captain Marvel. Yeah.
0: Well, no, no. Which, I think... which
1: is which is a negative. It's still an enjoyable film. You should totally go out and watch it. But that is a negative. You don't you don't have to have watched the film at all to to have still enjoy. Whereas whereas with other films, you know, if you didn't watch Civil Captain America Civil War and then you went in and watched uh, Age of Ult, or, 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 or no, what was after N-game. Civil War? Endgame. N-ga- yeah, Infinity War. <clears throat> You'd be like, um, huh? Okay. Why aren't they talking you know there's story elements in it that wouldn't make sense whereas this whereas Shang Chi all of a sudden you could dude they didn't even fucking tell us what the rings were okay well yeah, but that, the film's yeah. called Legend of the 10 Rings and we didn't fucking they literally didn't explain that at all the, you could which which again again you could which is you could full on not watch this movie and still like, watch the next one and still be totally fine which is no. both a benefit and a negative.
0: Yeah, I just I, I disagree largely on a lot of that.
1: <laughs> so what 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 do you well, disagree do okay. you think do you think that you have to watch this movie to yeah. to
0: to to understand what's going on in the larger world of Marvel? Not 100%, but you said not at all. I think a little bit from it because Why? Okay. So I did, well, I'm going to get to it when I get to the end of the film because the, the little things are so like inconsequential in comparison no, to the big no, picture. No, no, no. no, no. Because at the end of the end of the film... Okay, we'll, we'll do it now. Huh? So at the end of the film, we got our two uh, post-credit sequences. Um, and the first one, we see... Well, at the end of the film, let's just jump right to the end of it. All right, yeah. Go on. So <laughs> we, we've got Wong recruiting uh, Shang-Chi and... Shit, um, what's the girl's name? I've forgotten her name. Aquafina's character. Uh, it is... Katie. Katie. Right, so yeah. He recruits them. It's like, yeah... Um, Basic. By the way, your lives as you know them are over. Uh, technically, you're superheroes now. So come with us. We have got work to do. And then they walk through a Wong portal, and who, who is it? It's our um, our old friends, Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel, just chilling out there on holograms. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, these rings you've got. How old are they? Oh, my old man reckons these like they're like a thousand years old. Oh no, they're much older. Um, also, there's some kind of beacon. And also, well, that. So you know." it's not massive like you you know like that that, that entire thing. thing could
1: have been the beginning sequence of a film in in <laughs> 1 minute
0: no but then you don't give a in shit in 1 about... minute
1: so what you're saying an entire film for one minute sequence at the beginning
0: because it, you, know, you wouldn't give a shit about shang chi's character when he turns up in the other films because you haven't had the no, to- no,
1: no, no I totally disagree with that you cared about uh, Chaswick Boseman as black panther not so much in Civil War. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, ca- nah, I didn't. 100%. You ca- I did, he was fucking awesome. Uh, he was, oh, you, you cared about Spider-Man,
0: same thing, same film. Spider-Man is an established character, so even though it's a new Spider-Man, you still... Were yeah, like, oh still, yeah. right. All right, I'll stick with Black Panther then as my uh, argument. But, so, so, but this comes back to your argument that, oh, there shouldn't be origin stories. Well... So you, no, no, you, no, 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 there have, should be origin, you,
1: you still need the origin story, I'm just saying, to have the origin story at this point, you need it to be... In another film uh, is what you're saying? Kind of, well, you need it to be integrated more into the no. bigger story of what Marvel's trying to do at the moment. It's okay to have a standalone film and to enjoy it and everything, that's fine, but Marvel have set the bar so fucking high at the moment, to, to even go below it, even a little bit, is 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 a negative in my opinion. I, I've got my
0: I've got my fucking Marvel um, bar Underpants. set really high. <laughs> yeah, they're high, man. No, look, I but not every Marvel film is a knock it out of the park classic. Um, the thing with Marvel, right? There's a level of quality that it doesn't. Ju- you've got stuff that is just awe inspiring and brilliant, like Ragnarok and uh, Endgame and Civil War, um, and then you've got your more mid level stuff, and then you've got your much weaker films. I mean, let's face it, um, no one there's not many people who are going to say Ant-Man, the Ant-Man series are their favourite films. They're smaller in scale and they, d- they didn't take as much money and they didn't have as much budget and they're designed that way. And that's perfectly fine because he's a character you yeah. can bring to the I think like The, for the Dark World
1: or something like that. Like, yeah,
0: but that wasn't on that purpose. Thing? 4 was supposed to be on of the big ones. 4 The Dark World is just generally regarded yeah. as pretty pants. Um, but where you say, I, I think you need... Uh, another reason why Shang-Chi is such a big deal is, is uh, it's the first all-Asian film. And that goes from behind the camera... Yeah, director, no, I'm all about uh, bringing Deadpool. in more demographics into the MCU. So, but obviously, Marvel, at the end of the day, they weren't willing to take the risk earlier on. So that's why you didn't have a Shang-Chi film earlier. You know, what risk? Black Panther was technically. What, what risk is that? China's. China, isn't China got the
1: biggest population in the world? What risk yeah,
0: but, is that? But it was an American written um, comic book, wasn't it, in the 70s, Shang-Chi. Well, so when it came out. So it's not. Traditional in that sense. I don't. I, uh, okay, I don't see the risk there. When, when every black Marvel Pan, film, when
1: Black pa- when ba- when Black Panther came that out, that was, was a was risk. The grossing, it was, yeah, but it was it, yeah, it was the highest-grossing Marvel yeah. film after a release. Black Panther yeah. was, and up to right, that point, and
0: rightly so because it, like you said, how many young black kids watched Black Panther and was like, brilliant. There's a superhero that looks like me on screen. How many filmmakers well, every, was like every fucking kid did. Yeah, not. and so this is the Asian version of that. This is. Because how many times have Asian characters been in films? And they've been the side characters. They've not been given the leads. And like I say, Shang-Chi just went out and cast all the top Hong Kong actors going, all the best Chinese actors going, brought in new actors like Simo Liu, who hadn't been doing too much before, uh, even though he's Canadian. Um, and it just, I think they weren't going to take a big risk, right? Like you say, you say, oh, the Marvel films, they all have to interconnect. And if there's too much standalone, it doesn't, there shouldn't be too much standalone films at this point. But they need to do that to give these characters their due. I mean, I thought the best thing in the whole film was Tony Leung as Wenwu, his his dad. He was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fucking awesome. He was amazing. And he's one of these brilliant villains where... Talk about having a presence, mate.
1: Yeah. Presence on screen. You knew
0: it. You knew he was (laughs) in a scene. A lot of um, people online have like, if this is your first time discovering Tony Leung, um, go and watch everything he's done. Because he's been one of the best actors in the world for like, his whole career. So, um, yes, um, if anyone wants to give us Tony Young recommendations, please drop them on our Twitter, at Needed Road, and uh, I will definitely get on that, because, yeah, dude was, was absolutely he was, amazing. He be-fucking-owned owned the scene when he was in it. But it's just owned such a good it. story. He could be fucking,
1: just stand there, and you felt his presence in this, in that film. He was... It, that, I'll give it... like It was fucking fear-mongering. Killmonger level um, baddie, you know, and it, it wasn't just bad for bad, and that's what this was doing. You know, it wasn't your typical. Um, I'm I'm bad for the sake like, of being bad. Like we um, mentioned for the Dark World earlier. Can you even remember the villain in that? Oh, I it was say, literally just I'm bad. What's my motivation? He because was an I'm evil. Bad. Elf. Wasn't yeah, he called? But what's his, what was his motivation? Because what's he's it? bad and he's evil, and he wants to take over the world. That's he's his motivation. He's a dark elf. He's a dark elf, which is which which isn't a motivation, you know. Um, Tony Tony Le had a, his 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 well, character. Let's look at his story. So
0: motivated. They, the, the, when he says, "I've had many names," and then, then we get well, we'll get onto one of one of his names that's been repurposed. But he basically hints that he was Genghis Khan. He's you know he's probably eight hundred to a thousand years old since he first got the rings. And uh, when I conquered, pillaged, you know, generally wasn't a very good dude for a thousand years. And then he goes to conquer and pillage the uh, secret village. Um, yeah, he conquered the world with
1: the Ten Rings and then just everyone kind of forgot about him until now in the MCU, I guess.
0: And then he got a little bit bored. And like you say, when he was trying to um, uh, fight his way into the uh, secret village, what happens? He gets he meets his match and falls in love and renounces his ways. And puts the rings away. His wife comes to live with him. She gives her powers up, and they start raising kids. And of course, well, actually, I was thinking about this. His misses catches fr- up with him. Well, yeah, she gets him. fridged. The, the villain's wife get, being killed makes him the villain. So technically, she's been fridged, which isn't good. Um, but yeah, I just, I just like, and then that's why he puts the rings back on. And that's why he goes bad again. And then, of course, as the film progresses, he. He, recruit, he He sends to get his kids back because they've run away because he was, you know, trying to get them to murder people when they were like teenagers. Well, he, um, he doesn't
1: necessarily want the kids. He wants the uh, the pendant. The pendant. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, because he says, you know, well, like, I always, he, I always yeah, knew he, he had it Yeah, He wants him you. to
1: rejoin him. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Because he's that not. Was more, he's, he was, I feel
0: she, like it was more about the pendant
1: then. Uh, well having them by their sides whilst they save a mother. I guess, I don't know, maybe.
0: He, he seems a pretty good dude at some point, you know, before... The, he seemed oh, you like could he was...
1: totally... His whole motivation, that's, that's which is one of the reasons why he, it was a good villain, is you could understand and sympathise with his with his whole motivation for what he was doing. Even though you knew, as the audience, it's wrong, but you can understand it because everyone's felt that level of grief and they want to essentially, you know, save their loved ones from eternal torture which is what he thought she was going through.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I think we haven't really mentioned uh, Simu Liu's performance as uh, Shang-Chi yet, and I thought he was a little bit geeky, and he was a little bit... I mean, action-wise, dude was amazing. Like, you can't... Oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> that that bus... bus scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, you know, yeah. I I think if you're an action film coming out now, you've got a hell of a lot to beat, and, um, yeah, that that, that that was just amazing. But... What was good, I wasn't really like, I was like, okay, he's kind of a bit bland, he's a bit geeky, you know, he's like, and then it's the reveal later on when you find out that, actually, no, wait, he did, he did go and murder his mother's killer, and then he fled, and he actually lied about it to his friend, um, Katie, he did, because he told her, oh, no, my dad, and because how many times have we seen that in these type of films, oh, yeah, they wanted me to go and kill the person, and I couldn't do it, so I ran away, fair enough, we've seen that a million times, so you don't question it, but then he's like, oh, actually, no, I did kill her, and he's like, oh, okay, dude, he, he so he is capable of it. I was kind of hoping we'd see that because we saw
1: all the flashbacks leading up to it, but then we didn't actually see that final murder that he did to that guy. Did we? Did we see that? No, we didn't. We didn't see it. Yeah, no, definitely not. That would have been that would have been a nice thing to include, you know, to see that moment of I've done this thing. Aquafina's character uh, it's really good more than just yeah fucking more than just your comedy relief, which is great as to see in a film. You know, you don't want just. Pure comedy she, relief character. She wasn't
0: the love interest either. They were just friends, yes, and it stayed that
1: thank way. Fuck! Oh my god. You they did jungle cruising. How, how thankful I was that it wasn't man and woman. Oh, we must get together. You know, thank yeah, brilliant. Well done for that. Cool. <laughs> not that. <laughs> uh, let's hope that stays that way. And in the you know the up and coming
0: films, which I'm well, sure they are going to be a part of. Yeah, let's I mean not... she, she she's like recruited. I mean, so but they haven't explained why she was. She, she, she actually technically saves a day because she shoots the arrow that kills the uh the big evil um, yeah after after what a day's worth of training <laughs> like less than a day's of training but
1: let's, if we uh, you know if you get too into stuff like that then you're just not going to enjoy it but yeah i'm just, anyway. I'm just saying she, that's she the same with every
0: fucking film isn't it well yeah, it's, like, like, it's like it's like um the the, uh, the uh, when you talk about um avengers endgame who was actually the hero of that film ant-man the, no. rat that, uh, the rat jumps on exactly. The, thing. Yeah. the rat that jumps on the thing. I mean, I like <laughs> to think if you're going to tie your DC and MCU worlds, that was Sebastian from Suicide Squad just popped over. <laughs> awesome. That would be awesome. That's that's the crossover we all want. I like it. Yeah. How Sebastian saved the MCU. Um, but yeah, I mean, also we got. I, I love the little nods to classic Asian cinema because when you see his room when he's a kid and he's got a Kung Fu Hustle poster in his uh, bedroom, and mm. that is an amazing film. One of my mates is a. Uh, Chinese. There's probably and,
1: loads of more niche ones that we
0: didn't even notice as well because that's that cultured into it as well, yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, but yeah, like like Kung Fu Hustle Man, um, if you haven't heard of him, there's uh, probably one of the top sort of action comedian guys uh, in Hong Kong Was uh, for years was a guy called Stephen Chow. And uh, before Kung Fu Hustle, he also did Shaolin Soccer. And uh, I remember my mate um, saying, oh, I watch this film, it's brilliant. And I was like, Ugh. you know, because, you know, when you're young and you don't want anything with subtitles. And it was like Street Fighter crossed with football. So, like, balls were catching fire, goalkeepers were turning into dragons. It was some crazy shit, and the action scenes were amazingly choreographed. And then, like you say, his follow-up was Kung Fu Hustle. And um, so, obviously, you can see that that was a big influence on the guys behind the scenes uh, for the film. Uh, yeah, just what I like, just my love of Stephen Chowen, uh, Chowen in soccer and Kung Fu Hustle there, mate. Uh, also, we got um, a bit of retconning from Iron Man 3, where we get the return of Trevor Slattery. Now, David... Was he actually from Liverpool in Iron Man 3? Because I don't remember him being a scouter.
1: You know what, I, I can't remember. Really, you know, Iron Man 3 was kind of... I've kind of just put that film to... I think even the MCU would put that film to the side until this Until well, this film until Endgame. Up. Until Endgame, yeah. when
0: there's a kid at his Star streamer, and I was like, who's that yeah, yeah, teenager yeah, yeah. sitting there? Oh yeah, oh, yeah everyone hits Google. Everyone God. hits Google. Who is yeah. this person? Oh yeah, it's a kid <laughs> who helped him out at the end. It's the kid who... He, like, he, 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 gate crashes garage for a couple of days.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, but, um, um, but anyway, yeah, they bring man. him back. They bring him back. He's a nice comedy relief as well through it, and they've given his character another another go. Which you know what? Because he got such a, he got shat on so badly in Iron Man Three because they subverted expectations of the Mandarin um, so much, right? So everyone fucking hated him. It's bringing him into this again, you know what? People, it, there's been enough time where people have got over it, and. It's alright, you know, uh, he, he was fucking funny. Well, of course, you, this, um, this, this all came Marvel from... To put the, sorry,
0: go on, go on, go on. Well, this all came from the, the Marvel one-shot, All Hail the King, which showed um, Slattery in prison, living with his own personal butler Herman, and all the other inmates acting as his fan club and protection, and you've got someone interviewing him. Oh, do you know what? That's a little in-joke there. Oh, no, no, it's not. But basically, um, it's, it's a little shot. I do you know, what was it on? It was... Oh, it was on... All Hail the King was part of the release of For the Dark World. Christ, so that was after Iron Man 3. But basically, yeah. So after, after Iron Man 3, um, we had this follow-up mini-movie. And they don't really do them anymore, which is a shame. And it's basically Slattery in prison. And just giving you his life story uh, for, as a documentary. And then t- he tells how he, he was actually recruited uh, just to be like an actor... For this fake Mandarin. And then the guy making a documentary, Norris, says, well, actually, do you know about the real history of the Mandarin? And then it turns out the guy making a documentary is a member of the group. And then they kill the guards and kidnap him. And then the real reason is so he can meet the actual leader of the Ten Rings. So that one shot actually set all this up. So that one shot probably set up more than... um... More than we actually knew, um, but yeah. So I said we we find a slattery in it, but yeah, I don't remember him being a scouser. I just remember him being typical old English Shakespearean style actor. Like, yeah, brruh, yeah. Brruh, I don't brruh. remember
1: him being. Maybe they
0: added it just. They were just him. like, let's give him an accent. Let's make him a scouser. Yeah, yeah. <coughs>
1: let's make it. Let's make it. Yeah.
0: And then he's trying to, he's trying to teach the villagers how to play football. No, that's offside. It,
1: it was yeah, it was, it was funny. The um, the cute little merchandising opportunity as well that they uh, Morris that threw in there was pretty yeah Morris pretty the adorable. chicken pig. Yeah, I, I, Mar- Marvel do like them merchandise, oh, don't they? They, they? I mean, there's going to be... I, I bet you the teddies are already on store in like Disney I don't World. honestly think
0: that's going to sell that much, man. It's, it they it was cute. Talk.
1: It was cute.
0: It didn't have a face. It's a toy without yeah, but a face. it was still
1: cute. It was like yeah. more of a pillow. You yeah, use it as it a pillow.
0: pillow. Oh. I'd buy it. Did
1: you buy anything? But then again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm... Yeah, I'm a sucker for shit like that. Didn't you buy a sword the,
0: recently?
1: Um, I, I bought... No, I bought a dagger recently to go with my flail. I do have two swords.
0: And now you want a chicken pig pillow?
1: <laughs> it was cute with wings. Oh wow! Well, was, yeah, that, that's actually, cool. like, chickens have wings. Okay. Exactly. Um, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <the, laughs> uh, Jesus. The, um, it was. It was There was another thing that. Uh, but yeah, your, your classic Marvel merchandising opportunity there going on. And the whole f- the uh, one thing that did annoy me with the film was the whole BMW. Adverts. There were like three BMW adverts in the film. <laughs> I
0: remember you saying like the uh, start of the film. You was like, "Is this just going to be like Fast and the Furious?"
1: No. Yeah. It was just. It was really bad. The, the, just the BMW. Like you know what? There was that entire segment. I feel like they even wrote the fact that they were you know car valets just so they could put the BMW advert in there for like a minute or however long the screen time was. It wasn't actually that long. It was only about ten seconds probably. But the, the that whole car fight though. There was there was one segment in it which was an entire car. F- Fight and that that was one big fucking BMW advert right there. Everything about it was yeah, it was them just fighting in BMWs for the net. What was must have been about five ten minutes. Um That was annoying. And then there was another BMW advert where they were going through the forest. I would, I'd like to know how much money they actually get from BMW to do it. <laughs> they got to throw in, <laughs> you got to throw in them advertisements somewhere. Uh, well, I was but if you s- look past that, <laughs> then yeah, I mean, it didn't that, really... that shit, that shit at this point it does annoy me. You know, like in Age of so Ultron, you, where they you go are... on the Audi advert halfway through the battle
0: sequence. So you are absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you are absolutely going to shit a brick and completely hate the new James Bond film then, because it's just all product placement, right? Oh, pretty much. Yeah, but with Bond, For three yeah, Bond hours. is
1: written in, but Bond's written in so much better than you know the whole fucking gadget car it's all a part of the bond law and love of it that's why he, this, it's all a part of it with james bond whereas with Ma- with marvel it's very much oh who's paid us the money is it audi no bmw you've given us more Oh, okay
0: oh you're so cynical david you're so cynical i honestly <laughs> I, I guess did it's, not it's care. the same with james bond but i don't care about but it's written into it i, I don't I, I, unless product placement is i mean to me it's really not that obvious like it did not bother me in a slightest. oh the cars are so obvious
1: yeah, the well, cars. Are, do you do you remember the Age of Ultron one where no, Hawkeye and
0: because I was enjoying the oh, film, we not being oh, fussed it's about.
1: Fucking annoyed me so much. we Hawkeye and I think it's Black Widow, literally just driving through. They, they find a brand new Audi or whatever car it was somewhere in the middle of the fucking.
0: Well, we're definitely got. We're definitely not getting the Audi sponsorship if you Soko- got the car. Wrong. Is it Sokovia
1: and just yeah yeah. Um, you remembered the fake
0: country, but not the make a car. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, and you know what? As that's floating, about to be. Blown up or whatever, they um, they just they And let's bring it advert. back
0: to Shang-Chi and not your anyway. hate of um, product placement. Because the best product placement part of all time is in Wayne's World when they sit there from head to toe in night gear, saying, "Like we hate it when people sell out, man. We just can't be bought."
1: <laughs> some yeah, but some of it's done like beautifully, like it's done smart and it's done and it's done uh, where it fits into the story perfectly. Oh my god, I don't care. Whereas this, some of the stuff I do like oh my god, stop it. Right, here's the one bus thing. at one point runs over oh. a brand new BMW that we're just showing Good off as god. well. Like, anyway.
0: Get off the cars! Anyway, BMW, this BMWs are very. This is yeah. not the we needed. <laughs> this is not the need, we needed BMWs. Hey, it's called the we needed roads. I think oh my people god, would that's...
1: expect us to talk about cars at some no, point. No,
0: it clearly says in our bio: this is not a show about roads or roads in films. Oh my god! Right, here's Nothing one cars, thing. Though. Here's one thing you can actually be a little bit annoyed about. So remember from the God. trailer, when we see one yes. cage fighting, and he's fighting yes. Abomination. Yes. And everyone's Supposed like, an oh, cool. an expectation again, aren't they? Yeah, And you're like, oh, cool, Abomination's in the trailer. And mm. why? Because like, yeah, the, uh, they do yeah. nothing with it. And yeah. wasn't Abomination yeah. a villain? What you see in the trailer is
1: pretty much all you get in the film.
0: Oh, you get to see him mocked on his arse and dragged out as yeah. well. You
1: get like two extra scenes.
0: But like, then you do see him go off with Wong, so apparently, like... Maybe he'll be back,
1: and we might see him again. I don't know. Teasing it for later, but subverted expectation there, but, which is annoying.
0: So to use wrestling terminology, when did he turn face? Because he was a villain. <laughs> so, like, Wong's a good maybe, guy, so. Maybe that was the moment where they, you know... No, because ah, he'd I been training me. him. He knocked, no, knocked him out. Because he says to him afterwards, no, look, I keep telling you, you've got to like learn to do something with your punches or something like that. So they're clearly like mates. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, what this film bit, did right though. Existing relationship. This film gave Wong his due. Wong was badass in this man. Wong was awesome. Because in Doctor Strange and the other things, he's just flunky magic guy, you know, to the other guys. You know, he's the guy yeah. to the left of the Doctor Strange doing his like magic circles. And here he's like, hey, I'm Wong. I, you know, kick ass. I go to illegal Macau pit fighting and beat up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Giant he's things. And then he's yeah. like the guy at the end who's, He's essentially in the Nick Fury role at the end, isn't he? He's like, "Hey, come with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess your life yeah, up. Yeah, but yeah, now you're yeah. gonna be superheroes." And so I, was yeah, like, I was like, "Yeah, man. Like Wong is just awesome, man." So, like, uh, <laughs> there's a great meme online of um, from the, the Spider-Man trailer. We know you see Wong walking through the um, into the from the uh, the, the frozen Bleecker Street house um with his thing going through a portal somewhere else and there's just there's loads of different different memes online with like me Wong just saying stuff he goes these are facts from Wong Wong will return next week with more facts (laughs) I was like I would watch that show like Wong just popping in at the end of every show and saying, that would improve every show to be fair and again just a little bit on Wenwu um because he's actually manipulated by the dweller in the darkness and of course even though he's the villain, he's not all bad because he does sacrifice himself to save Shang at the end of the film. The end of the film does become a bit of a CGI fest, and the dragon at the end it does look exactly like Volcar from the Never Ending Story. Uh, so that <laughs> took me out of it a bit, man. I was like, "This is like," and it just looked it didn't it look great. Did Chinese,
1: it? it's a Chinese dragon, isn't it? It's well, you know. clearly,
0: and clearly they've done the work, but all I could think of was them on its neck. This is Never Ending Story. And, you know, if you want gritty dragon action, Game of Thrones has done it better. And on the TV budget, man, so, like, I wasn't that impressed by this, actually, at the it end of it. It was,
1: um, one thing that, one thing, yeah, uh, the, the the CGI was pretty was pretty good in most cases, I think. There were some elements, there were some bits in it. During the bus scene, I know we've talked up the action stuff of the bus scene, but there were some bits in that where uh, you could sort of see, you could see it, you know, where it's you're taken out of it a little bit
0: because you can see the CGI. Well, I mean, my biggest sort of, again, when you've got these, they, 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 they praise so much about the martial arts work in this film. And mm. this is, again, because it's an action film and it's a big studio Marvel thing, you've got that style of cutting and that. But I would rather you just leave it Raid style, you know, do long takes where you get to see the actor um, just be absolutely awesome. You know, like, what was yeah, it? Yeah, um, badass. And um, Daredevil, the Daredevil TV show, when there's an uninterrupted take of Murdoch fighting his way through the, uh, the thing, uh, through the corridor. And yeah, yeah, it's the awesome. camera just stays. And they could have done something cool here to show off... I mean, you know, I, I, you've read so much online about the training and the the workouts and the stunt guys and how good Simu Leo was and why he was cast because of his skill. So sh- let us see it. Don't keep cutting on it. Because by cutting on it, you're not giving due to the performer. You know, I know it's a style that we expect to see in films. Like You cut on the beat, you cut on the action, you know, like say, we're editors. But when you've got talent that good, at least give them one fight scene where you can show off how amazing they are and showed it at the work. Yeah, I think that was, the, uh, that was the bus scene, wasn't it? Really. I mean, I realised that was cut a lot. But... It brings me back, actually, to a story from X-Men Apocalypse, which is an objectively terrible film. And mm-hmm. um, Olivia Munn was cast as Cyclock in it. And she I remember she was posting all these pictures and workout videos and all this crazy stuff and, like, I've got in good shape for this and all this sort of stuff. And then you're watching the film and her scene was so cut to pieces... And, like, what was the point? You could have just, like, faked the whole thing. Like, there was literally no point in you training for six months and doing that for, like, having more than two, three seconds of a minutes worth of screen time out of all the things.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The um, one thing that they could have maybe improved upon with this as well was the side villains. I felt, uh, I don't know, what there did were you side think villains? of that bloke? The, you know, the Razor Fist was his character name. You'll know exactly who I'm on about when I say Razor Fist. The, the bloke that had a razor for a so fist. That, the, the only guy who wasn't Asian.
0: <laughs> the, the, the non-Asian bad guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Death Dealer as well, which was the, the bloke with the mask. Oh, okay. That was his name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So you see what I mean? Yeah, was, yeah. It was, it was they mean, weren't very sketched yeah. out at all. And then, then Romanian one-armed dude just like changes sides like that at the end. He's like, yeah, like immediately. <laughs> so, yeah. See someone get their soul sucked out, and he's like, "Yep, okay, we should work together." I mean, I know it's yeah. done as a choke beat, and it was yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. got a got a wry smile, not like a, a belly aching laugh for me, but um, <gasps> David, <clears throat> I am just looking at, and you will not believe this. Talk about breaking news. Oh, there is a 13 second teaser trailer for the Matrix Four that has just dropped. There's um, it's only 13 seconds. This teaser, man. Uh, okay, cool. You you can see some fanfare in what we've got already. You know, some you got the pills, you got the bloke with no mouth. So let's quickly like, right? I mean, it's 13 seconds, so we can do shot by shot on here. So right, we've got someone hand going through the wall, realizing he's probably in the Matrix. There's a new uh, lead actor. Um, I forget the guy's name, that's not very good. Oh, we've got a ship. Uh, we've got the blue pill and the red pill. We've got new Agent Smith guy, by the looks of things, with so in a suit, white and looks dodgy. There's uh, some weird cuts on that one. Is is that the bloke from Candyman? I don't know. Oh, yes, yes, it is. What's his yeah, name? Yeah. Um, there's loads of people firing guns, bullets. Definitely Keanu on a motorbike shooting people, John Wick style. And there's Keanu walking down the street. And he says... You gotta fight for it. You gotta fight for it. You gotta fight for it. Um, hopefully that's the real trailer, (laughs) because that's literally just dropped seconds ago. Okay, man. Well, um, that was unexpected. I was like, that's what happens when you scroll Twitter while you're recording your podcast. Uh, You see a Matrix Four teaser trailer. So, um, I guess we'll be talking about that on the next uh, podcast. Although, having said that, um, I think yeah, last thoughts on the Matrix Four. Um, I'm a bit uh, on it. I mean. I'm hoping it's going to be better than 2 or 3, because Matrix 1, all-time classic, probably in a lot of people's top 10, top Natasha 20. Natasha had
1: never seen it.
0: I made her watch it for the first time about, What did she think?
1: Uh, I made her watch it about three or four months ago. And what did she think? Uh, I think she enjoyed it. She was a bit... like I think everyone was the first time watching it. Like, what did I just watch? Kind yeah, of confused. Yeah. But, and it, uh, of no, it's been ripped off it. so much in like... she enjoyed it to the point where she wanted to watch the second and third one and I was like yeah there's no rush to watch the second yeah. and third just,
0: one <laughs> just, just end it at the first one and that's what they should have done so I'm hoping they've got a good story for the new one and a good reason for it and please don't spin off all this crap like they did from it before because let's be honest they only had an idea for one film and then two and three were pretty terrible. Had some great action scenes had some cool bits in it but narratively they were absolutely dog shit. Well that's all the time we got for on this episode of We Needed Roads. See you next time. Bye bye.